Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Hopefully all of the equipment will work this hour. <laughs> Sometimes you uh, you wonder if, uh, you know, God intentionally puts uh, speed bumps in your way. <laughs> I have a feeling that the I've had some bigger speed bumps than the computer acting up. But anyway, here's the number. It's 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. I was not, uh, and it officially hasn't kicked in yet, the, uh, the Christmas spirit. Uh, I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving the best. Uh, this Thanksgiving obviously was very challenging, but very precious. And uh, I'm grateful for it. But, uh, but Christmas really kicks in for me. And, and you know what's kind of beginning to expedite it? All of the people who are uh, trying to whiz on it this year, like these pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas protesters showing up in, uh, in uh, Michigan at a tree lighting ceremony and, and shouting that they're going to cancel Christmas until you recognize Hamas, the murderers and rapists that uh, killed so many on October the 7th. They make me want to celebrate Christmas more. And yesterday I talked to a good friend of mine, Matthew Faraci, who uh, is a, uh, a man of Jewish faith, and he is my spiritual brother from another mother. Uh, and, and I said that I would like to put a uh, menorah in my window this uh, holiday season. And he said he, he gave me a, a site to go to to educate myself on when to light the, the different lights, etc. He is uh, going to Israel. And uh, I, I said, would you like to do some, you know, maybe some phone-ins? He goes, Rob, we're just going to be so crazy. I said, listen, just focus on staying safe. So I'm going to have a uh, <clears throat> menorah. I'm going to have my, uh, my $40 or $30 Big Lots Christmas tree and all the ornaments out there. And I'm going to celebrate Christmas. Uh, and I hope you do, too. I hope you celebrate uh, Christmas, or celebrate uh, Hanukkah, and, uh, and you celebrate it in a big way, even if it doesn't involve a whole bunch of trees under the present, or presents under the tree. So uh, one of the things that a lot of people are not buying for Christmas this year is Brian Stelter's new book. <laughs> Brian Stelter's new book. It's called I Sat on a Wall and Had a Great Fall. I call him Humpty Dumpty because he looks like it. Anyway, the new, uh, the new book is called Network of Lies. <laughs> this is fantastic. Network of Lies. And uh, he, he rips on various news outlets, including Fox News and Newsmax. I think Newsmax. Uh, so far in the first week, 4,000 copies were, uh, were sold. Network of Lies provides a detailed TikTok of what went on inside Fox News as it dealt with the defamation suit brought against them by Dominion Voting Systems. That's the book. Yeah. Uh, Stelter's uh, book, published November the 14th, sold 3,800 copies in its first week, according to Nielsen BookScan. Those numbers down 82% from his previous book about Fox, which was called Hoax. (laughs) 
Everything that Brian Stelter said on the television was a lie. It's just amazing. And, and the other thing, I mean, this is going to be the most returnable gift in history. This is even bigger than the bread maker. Remember, did you ever see uh, Old School? And uh, Will... Uh, Will Farrell had the bread maker. He kept trying to, uh, you know, re-gift it at the birthday party and at the whatever. Well, uh, Hillary Clinton's life-changing advice uh, is the best holiday gift uh, on sale for a limited time master class. This is according to Yahoo Life. Uh, what it is, it is a, uh, a series of videos featuring Hillary Clinton. Yeah, Hillary Clinton, and uh, and uh, it's 16 video lessons totaling three hours and 23 minutes, uh, of which you will ponder, uh, sleep, and then pray for death. Anyway, uh, how to overcome setbacks and build a life of principle. <laughs> <laughs> Principle and purpose. Hillary Clinton is writing a book on principle. She she literally paid a million dollars for a fake dossier to try to throw the 2016 election. And even though the FBI was completely down with it, she lost. It's crazy. So you got all these videos. And one of the things today is her 2016 acceptance speech, which was never given. That is the gift that Hillary Clinton wants you to purchase. Here she is in her video, which will be returned I'm going to share with you what I intended to say if I had been elected in 2016. My fellow Americans, today you sent a message to the whole world. Is this, I mean, does this, is this just as pathetic as it sounds? It's like you, you didn't win the Oscar and, uh, you know, 15 years later or what, how many years later? Uh, what, seven years later, you're, you want to deliver your speech, you know, when you're doing a TED Talk? <laughs> oh, she's crying. Oh, my God, I forgot. Everybody she... will be knocked down. The question is, will you get back up? And it's a lot easier to get up when you have a couple hundred million dollars from Russian oligarchs into a, a fake charity. It's a lot easier to get back up when your husband gets paid a half a million dollars for a one-hour speech. I want to share my life lessons with the hope that it might help you as you navigate your own life. Dear God in heaven, do not take her advice. Whatever you do, do not look to Hillary Clinton for advice. Anyway, it's called Master Class, and you can download it and re-gift it. It might be a good gag gift. You know, it might be a good gag gift. And I thought it was kind of funny because she says here uh, in this, is this, she says, uh, why do I choose the path that I took? Why I feel so strongly about the values that I believe in? And why did I keep going when sometimes things got hard? Uh, among the specified occasions when things got hard for the Clintons is the 2012 terrorist attacks in Benghazi, which killed four Americans. It was covered up, her malfeasance in that. And then also another time that things got hard was, well, any time that uh, Bill Clinton got into the Oval Office with an intern. Things got really hard then for her and others. Uh, the package features a bonus session with longtime Hillary associate and confidant Huma Abedin. Yeah. Could you think of anything you'd want even less? No, you couldn't. Let's go to John in Columbia. Hello, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Uh, yeah, man. I, I relate to you so much, by the way. You used to live out here in Maryland. I am from yes. Kansas City, born in St. Luke's Hospital on the plaza. But anyway, nice. I'm responding to your thing about putting up a menorah in your wall or in your window yes. or what have you. 
yeah. and swear to God, like 20 minutes before you said that, I just ordered from Amazon a Pray for Israel lawn sign. I'm a real estate agent. I believe in sticking signs out on the lawn. And so we're going to stick a call. I mean, we're Christians. We're not Jewish, but uh, I, I cannot believe the insanity that's going on. And at least for us, we want to stick something out there. And I don't want to say up yours or, you know, we support Israel, so go to hell. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. to say Pray for Israel. Yes. How can you not, if, if my neighbors have a problem with that, i got a problem with them. Exactly, 100%. Well, I've got a, a blue and white ribbon around my tree, and I've also got a yellow ribbon for the American hostages whose uh, whose great aunts had not purchased a, a painting from uh, from Hunter Biden. Yeah, so. right, right. I'll get screaming, but I just, I totally wanted to, uh, you know, exclamation point your uh, thing about... Uh, supporting the uh, nation of Israel and the Jewish people in a visible, tangible way. And so for me, I, I just looked up. It was really easy, $15 for a plastic sign with a steak. And uh, we're going to we're leave it out there for a long time, man. All right, John, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think it's very, very important. Uh, and, and most Americans feel that way. And it's also your way of telling the left, uh, screw you. We know that your anti-Israel protests are AstroTurf bought and paid for. That's basically it. Uh, kind of interesting uh, thing here. Um, <laughs> there is no transgenocide. Now, I... Um, I've been saying this for a while because where are the stories of all of the transgendered people being murdered because they hate, because Americans hate transgendered people? Where are all the stories about it? There are a lot more stories of uh, black people attacking Asians and Jews. I'm just being honest. Go to San Francisco. Go to New York City. There are a lot more uh, attacks before October the 7th, uh, black people against Asians and Jews. All right? Uh, there's a lot of hate out there, black-on-black violence in inner cities. It's, it's a lot more than, uh, than this transgenocide. But for some reason, they're trying to create a protected class and think the worst of Americans. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Remember last week? when uh, many of us were off. Uh, she said this, they created a trans day of remembrance because 26 people got killed who just happened to be transgendered last year. Today, on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year. Year after year, we see that these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color. You no, know, they're, they're uh, black men who pretend to be women. No one should face violence, live in fear, or be discriminated against simply for being themselves. And they're not actually. Wil Wilfred Riley wrote this piece that uh, was given to me by my friend Lee. Uh, it's about 35 times more dangerous to be black in uh, black than to be transgender in America. At least, and at least an order of magnitude more dangerous to be a young and working class white guy, a southerner, or a yank of Hispanic origin. So the Transgender Day of Remembrance, which took place last week, is uh, essentially a joke. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said that the United States grieves for the 26 uh, transgender Americans killed in 2023. These victims uh, were no mere dead white males, but disproportionately black women and women of color. Here's the problem. The statistics came from the Human Rights Campaign, an influential pro-LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ lobbying group that organizes Trans Remembrance Day. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, if you look at the number of transgendered individuals in this country, 
uh, and you look at the number of them who were killed, that means uh, 30 out of 3.32 million possibly transgendered individuals or 0.9 people per 100,000. The problem is with uh, the murder rate for blacks, it's currently 30 to 30 uh, 33 per 100,000. In, uh, in, in a representative recent year, 4.5% of black male deaths were the result of homicide versus 2.3 for American Indians, 2.2 for Hispanics, 2% for Hawaiians and other Pacific Islanders. Uh, further, almost none of the small number of uh, trans people recorded in 2023 were due to transphobia from uh, the MAGA hat set. No, not at all, actually. No, no, no. For instance, Banco Brown, San Francisco thief and robber, shot during a confrontation with a security guard. Manuel Tortuguita, Tortuguita, Tehran, an armed environmental activist killed during a shootout with Atlantic police. And Devon J. Johnson, J. Johnson, a trans woman who attacked a security officer with a fire extinguisher. Other people on the list, Maria Jose Rivera, killed in a tragic and widely publicized murder-suicide invoice involving her boyfriend, Camden Ryder, murder-suicide with husband, uh, Thomas Tom Tom Robertson, victim of shooting, targeting someone else, and black trans fashion plate Yoko, hit by an SUV while piloting a small scooter. So as far as we can tell, uh, there were no hate crimes anywhere involving transgendered individuals, and consequently, the Trans Day of Remembrance is a complete joke. Yeah, because now I know what I believed in, and that is that there is no transgender uh, genocide. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. Coming up. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. There is a new uh, company in Finland that has uh, tampons for men. Try to figure out where that goes. I've got the details on that. And then uh, what percentage of Americans believe that 2024, uh, there will be a lot of cheating? That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. So now we know that the Trans Day of Remembrance is a joke. There were no instances of uh, transgender uh, violence. I mean, violence uh, against transgendered individuals in the country by uh, by uh, straight people who hate transgender people. It's a lie. And then John uh, Joe Romy said, "Don't forget, four school shooters in two months were trans shooters. They covered that up, huh? Maybe that's why they came up with the Trans Day of uh, of Remembrance. I guess, right? Yeah." I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. So a, a Finnish minstrel company 
launched Tampons for Men for International Men's Day and International Transgender Awareness Week. That's an insult to men, by the way, in case you needed to know. It's an insult to men and women, actually, and this business should be put out of business. Uh, maybe the new, uh, the new premier of, uh, of, uh, uh, of Denmark will do something about that. Uh, here's the quote from the company. Periods aren't just an issue for women. Oh, trust me, I know that. I mean, it's, it really is not just uh, you know my wife's issue. It becomes my issue. Anyway, as trans men and non-binary people may also have a womb and periods. No, they won't. That's just bull crap, and you're idiots for believing that. The product is called, are you ready for this? Tampons for men. <laughs> they should have called it, are you nuts? Anyway, <clears throat> sold in a navy blue box that says for men and struation. Men, struation. These people honestly are so stupid. They are just so stupid. Wrapped around the other side, reading for menstruation. The box also states that periods are not a gender issue. Oh, yeah, they are. 100%. Assumptions and terminology related to menstruation are highly gendered. It is important to remember that menstruation is not a sign of femininity. <clears throat> By changing attitudes and broadening perspectives, we can eliminate discrimination against gender minorities. I would tell you this. If you think that women can become men and vice versa, I want to challenge any woman in the audience who is my age. In fact, I'll go ahead and go 50 years and up. Any woman in the audience, I will arm wrestle you. So there's that. And I can still bench press my weight, which is about 245. Assumptions, yeah, I said, uh, the, the company wants to raise the issue of genderedness of hygiene products. Well, of course they're gendered because they belong in uh, girl parts, yeah, and anxiety related to menstruation in trans men because they're, they're women pretending to be men and will never be men, I added that. For many trans men, menstrual pain is not just physical pain. Yeah, stating that 93% of trans men have experienced menstrual-related gender dysphoria. Well, yeah, because uh, you got girl parts, and uh, once a month those girl parts do some you know, pretty gross stuff, and you're saying you're a guy, and that doesn't happen with guys. And so, obviously, if you're mentally ill, it's going to cause you some issues. There you go. Dakota Robin is the DEI consultant and the face of the campaign. She said, our culture does not acknowledge the diversity of menstruating individuals. If you don't think I'm man enough, uh, still think, uh, still I think we all agree that uh, you need to have balls to do this kind of move. So for all the transphobes, I want to send peace and love and big D-word energy, even though uh, you're not born with that. Uh, Tampax, an American company, tweeted in 2020, quote, fact, uh, not, on, not all women have periods. Also, in fact, not all people with periods are women. Let's celebrate the diversity of all people who bleed. I swear to God. <clears throat> do, do you see why I'm just kind of done with it? I'm not going to have debates with these people anymore. I'm not going to have debates about stupidity like that. It's, it's, it's honestly beyond absurd at this point. That's why I say because I'm not stupid. You know why I know that women have periods? Because I'm not stupid. You know why I know that men don't have periods? Because I'm not stupid. And, and you know, honestly, I shared that with you, not because I like to, but because I want this company to go out of business. I really do. I want this company. What's the name of the company? What's the name? What's the name of the damn company? It's a Finnish Minstrel Production. Uh, I will find, uh, oh, Kalele? Kalele? Yeah. 
Anyway, I'll, I'll get this up here. I want this company to go out of business. I think you need to find another uh, another company to deal with other than Tampax. So uh, I'll just say to the women in the audience who send their men to the, to, to uh, Walmart or whatever to get their products, and they always get it wrong, tell him next time don't get Tampax. Okay, because I, I, I have to do that frequently. I have no idea. I see what a Tampax pearl. I don't know what that is. It's like it's like the black pearl from from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I have no idea. I don't know what a maxi, a mini, a stay free, a stay for money. I don't even know. No idea. But I would definitely recommend against um, against Tampax products because it's so stupid. Uh, also. In Florida, they have uh, reassigned a principal and assistant principal and sports coaches after they let a male athlete compete in a girls' volleyball team. We'll have more details on this uh, coming up later in the show, as well as some more absurdity. The number is 800-922-6680. Special guest is coming up, Amir Benno. We're going to talk about uh, campus anti-Semitism, and that's on the other side of this break. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What is your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. And Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodnight to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you're ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boosting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp. distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. That's EAACorp.com. Only women bleed. Only women bleed. This is a real song. Only women believe. It was a hit. <laughs> That's uh, Alice Cooper. Man, makes your head gray. You know, now I understand why he used the name Alice. Uh, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Um, Alex Cooper did a song called Only Women Bleed. I say this because uh, the finished menstrual product uh, launching the line of tampons for men is, uh, it, it sounds like one of those uh, uh, pieces of furniture that you uh, you put together from Ikea. It's it's uh, Vuokaset. So it's V-U-O-K-K-E, or O-S-E-K. Vuokaset is the one <laughs> that have come up with tampons for men. And presumably, since it's a Finnish company, they will have instructions for the tampons without any words, just to make things more difficult. There is uh, there is that. I do want to share a little audio from this, uh, this school. There's a school in Florida, and uh, for some reason, the uh, principal and the assistant principal and the athletic director said it was cool for a boy to play on the girls' volleyball team. And uh, since there's a new law prohibiting boys from competing on uh, women's sports teams, uh, they got fired. And Lynn, the allegation is that there is a biological boy playing on the girls' volleyball team here. And like you mentioned now, some senior staff at the school 
has been reassigned. Take a look, Principal uh, Monarch, Principal rather James Cecil and other senior staff have been reassigned and removed from campus pending an investigation into allegations, like I mentioned, of improper student participation in sports. Allegedly, a biological male who is transitioning or has transitioned was allowed to play on the Monarch Girls Volleyball. There's usually one way you can find out if a uh, player is a boy or a girl, and it involves a state of undress in a locker room. Team. This would be contrary to state law bar or a blood test in biological males from or a pair of eyes participating in female sports. Now a district investigation underway. There you go. So uh, that's what happens when you uh, when you break the law. Uh, we will see. I guess they've been uh, reassigned with regard to that. Uh, oh, and our did you hear about our education secretary, Miguel uh, Cardonas? He, uh, he butchered a Ronald Reagan quote. Now, you all know a lot of quotes from Ronald Reagan. Uh, people quote Ronald Reagan frequently as conservative. Rush Limbaugh uh, did that, certainly, and Ron, uh, Ronald Reagan is completely quotable. But one of his most quotable quotes was about the federal government uh, arriving and saying they were here to help. You know the quote, right? Well, yesterday, uh, M Miguel Cardonas, who's a secretary of education who clearly hasn't taken a history uh, class recently, I mean, should have known this, decided that he would do what Democrats always do and appropriate someone else's words to make their point. But he didn't, you see, because he just made himself look like a complete moron. So uh, basically, Miguel Cardonas uh, apparently uh, pledged to make the Department of Education more accessible to state leaders, Cardona promised to follow up with governors to make sure his bureaucratic agency provides the resources, technical assistance, and a playbook to support state-level education efforts. Now, you'll notice that the education department in America is sucking right now. And, uh, and there are school districts around the country like uh, uh, Baltimore and Chicago where, you know, 80 plus percent of the kids graduate and they have uh, they're functionally illiterate right so this is what Medel Cardonas said about uh, getting help from his agency federal help and he screwed it up you know we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available um, as uh, I think President Reagan said we're from the government we're here to help um, there's there are resources there, there's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Yeah, uh, he completely got it wrong. Here is what Ronald Reagan actually said, and I'm sure you could actually lip sync this as I play it. Hold on one second. Here it is. <clears throat> the nine most terrifying words in the English language are... I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. Yeah, there you go. So that is uh, a, a joke, but it's also Students very true. Thank it's also very true that the federal government, whenever they touch anything, uh, turns to crap. Again, here is Miguel Cardonas. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Okay, and again, this is uh, Ronald Reagan by comparison, which is the exact opposite of what uh, the secretary the said. Nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. There you go. <laughs> There is that. Oh, yeah. Completely got it wrong. Completely appropriated uh, Ronald Reagan's quote and completely made a buffoon out of himself. And this guy is uh, is supposed to be the uh, the secretary of education in the country. So there you go. There you go. This is uh, kind of interesting. And... <clears throat> 
not uh, not uh, unexpected. 56% of voters believe that cheating is likely to happen in 2024. No kidding. What's, what's your number one concern about the 2024 election? Go ahead. Yeah. It's that the Democrats are going to try and steal it again. That's it. Uh, they didn't steal it officially. They just had the FBI involved and, you know, millions and billions of dollars pumped into these uh, NGOs to get the vote out and all these drop boxes and Mark Zuckerberg money and five states stopping the vote count on election night, then re-voting the next morning with millions of votes for Joe Biden. Other than that, everything is perfectly fine. It was on the up and up. But apparently you don't believe that. I know. I'm as surprised as you are. 56% of residents believe cheating is likely to affect the election results, while 31% anticipate election fraud is very likely. Yeah. 51% believe efforts by Biden and congressional Democrats to expand COVID-era voting will lead to more cheating in elections. You know why? Because that's why it was used. Yeah. 37% say election cheating is unlikely to affect the 2024 outcome. 16% not likely at all because they're either high on crack or just lifelong Democrats. Yeah. Across the nation, Republicans are urging state legislatures to eliminate drop boxes, which they should. Bar third parties from harvesting ballots, which is what they're doing. Pennsylvania, that's what you do. All you do as a candidate is come up with a lot of money, give it to vote harvesters, and that's it. You don't even need to campaign. Just John Fetterman. Republicans also want to use software to match the signature on the mail-in ballot to uh, the signature on the voter registration form. Well, yeah. Yeah. How about an ID, too? It's weird. Democrats claim election fraud is a myth and almost universally oppose these safeguards, calling them voter suppression. Yet an illegal voting scheme in Bridgeport, Connecticut, confirms the vulnerabilities of mail-in voting. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of places around the country. Election fraud cases have been filed in New Jersey, Connecticut, and Arizona. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Superior Court Judge William Clark overturned the results of the Democrat mayoral primary. Ordered a new election in connection to allegations of absentee ballot issues. Yeah, there's some of that going on. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, 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 last last uh, month, a State Attorney General Matthew Platkin's office uh, announced new charges have been brought against uh, uh, this, uh, this candidate in uh, Patterson City. Uh, Council member Alex uh, Mendez facing additional charges, 2020 election fraud case. There's that. Uh, another Democrat candidate in New Jersey also charged with election fraud last month. Dr. Henrylin Ibizum, who is a candidate for Plainfield mayor in 2021, directed his associates to fill out blank voter registration applications and bring nearly 1,000 of them to the post office. That's kind of weird, right? But, you know, uh, voter fraud doesn't happen. But 56% of you believe it is real and it's going to happen. Do you know why? Uh, Because you're not stupid. There you go. This is pretty good. There have been four cases involving state courts attempting to get Donald Trump thrown off the ballot because of insurrection that happened on January the 6th that even the FBI said was not an insurrection. If you read Newsweek from about uh, 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 middle of uh, 2021, uh, even even the FBI said there was no insurrection or no weapons or anything, but they made it into a Reichstag moment to go after Trump supporters. But anyway, a Rhode Island federal judge tossed another challenge uh, to former President Donald Trump's eligibility. This is uh, U.S. District Court Chief John McConnell, an Obama appointee, huh, dismissed a 14th Amendment challenge to uh, list Trump on the Rhode Island ballot, all right? 
So uh, there are several one of these. They've been going on. There was another one uh, rejected in Colorado. There was another one uh, rejected in New Hampshire. And uh, Michigan, by the way, the uh, the judge in this latest one said the American... No, this is actually no. This is a spokesman, Stephen Chung. He said the American people have the unas- unassailable right to vote for the candidate they're choosing at the back- ballot box, something the Democrats and their allies driving these cases clearly disagree with. And it's true. They just want to get rid of them because they know that hell is coming for all of the nonsense that they've done to the American people. That's really what it's all about. It's really what it's all about. Oh, a latest poll from Donald Trump, which inspires even more panic. Uh, he continues to boast a runaway lead in the Republican primary as his challengers find themselves competing with one another for the second and third positions. It's a new study from the uh, McLaughlin and Associates survey. Listen to this. Survey found that the percentage of Republicans who actively want Trump to run for president is increasing throughout the year. Did you see the Clemson-South Carolina game? When people stood and applauded and, and chanted, USA, USA? Did you see that? Have you ever seen that with any other candidate? Have you ever seen that with Joe Biden? No, because if Joe Biden appeared at that stadium, he would be booed the hell off the stage. You know it as well as I do. Remember a few years ago, what was it, the uh, historically uh, black university that uh, Kamala Harris went to their homecoming and the stands were nearly empty because of COVID and all of that, and they literally had to pipe in fake applause. Well, things have gotten worse for Joe Biden. And I got to tell you also, I'm just being a realist. Remember when Rush Limbaugh said he was the, uh, the mayor of Realville? Let me give you a dose of Realville. If you can bring 85,000 people to a campaign rally in a town of 3,500 people, and you've got another candidate over here who, who can draw 15 people to a Mahjong tournament in Poughkeepsie, who's going to win? Realville. All right? Yeah, Realville. So his, uh, he's increasing in popularity, moving from 58% in January to 66% in November. Now 77% of GOP primary voters generally say they will support Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. He leads the next contender by 47 points. Realville kids, 58% support. Ron DeSantis, perfectly nice guy. I ain't got anything wrong with Ron DeSantis. Whatever. Has 11% true uh, support. And both anti-woke businessman Vivek Ramaswamy and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley uh, come just three points behind, tied for third place with 8% support each. Then there's Governor Chris Christie who comes in fourth, or the next, with 4%. Asa Hutchinson, who, honestly, wow, really? <clears throat> and uh, and uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum all have 1%. The gap between uh, uh, Trump and DeSantis has only continued to expand. In January, for instance, there were mumblings that DeSantis would run for president. Just 12% separated the two. Then in June, right after DeSantis may launch, the gap ballooned to 33%, continued to 39% in July, 42% in August, and 47% this month. This month. And do you know why it is? It's not because uh, Ron DeSantis is not doing a great job as governor. It's not because there are people who love Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy. It's because of what this country has done to the American people the last eight years, particularly the last three years. 
And the only person that uh, that can bring us out of this to uh, most people who have been abused by this government in myriad ways, including economically, including censorship, including uh, uh, the southern border being open. Uh, I can go on and on and on. The only person that the people who have experienced this uh, look to for a solution just happens to be Donald Trump. Again, I'm just talking realville. It's nothing against your candidate. I told you at the beginning, I didn't think it was a fair fight this year. It isn't. Because there are too many people who look at 2020 and go, huh, why couldn't I talk about the election after it happened? Why couldn't I say I kind of question it? I don't know. Because the government said you couldn't. And then the Democrat Party's doing this. Ahead of the highly anticipated 2024 presidential election, more than 23 million immigrants to the United States who now have naturalized American citizenship are eligible to cast ballots. An analysis reveals... 23 million immigrants in the U.S. who were eligible to vote ahead of next year's election. Nearly 24 immigrants have naturalized American citizenship. So there's that. Pennsylvania voters. They are doubting the integrity of local elections in the swing county of Northampton after issues with touchscreen voting devices arose on the most recent election day. The glitches were similar to those seen in the county's 2019 judges race. I heard that a lot when I was in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, the down ticket. There were some judges that uh, were not conservative they're elected and uh, and i think we all know why because pennsylvania's election system is rife with fraud absolutely 100 percent. all right let's take a break and come back jimmy fallon in a lot of heat with the left new york city is going to hell in a handbasket your phone calls as well at 800-922-6680 this is the rob carson show I think it's time for a uh, War on Christmas update. This has been going on for a very long time. I know this because I've uh, witnessed this. In fact, I literally wrote this song. I said, uh, let me try that again. Um, I literally wrote this song. Let me let me find this song. Uh, years and years ago about, uh, about indicting Christmas, about the War on Christmas. So I'm going to officially use this song as our official War on Christmas update theme song. To I'm gonna make mine bigger than ever. Take down the holly and the tree. I'm even putting up a menorah. There will be no I know it's not Christmas. No celebrating. So says the PC thought police. Yeah, they're still working overtime, those PT thought police. contend that 35 years of uh, schools getting rid of Christmas were all caused by people who uh, actually weren't part of the afflicted group. 
I don't think any of this non-Christmas stuff ever happened. I think the left has used it like they used George Floyd to, uh, to promote another uh, lie that America is racist. 1,000%. This is a, a piece by Nicole Spector. <laughs> Love it or hate it, Christmas music has a big impact on our mental health. With Christmas, it could also spark a flood of sadness and anxiety upon a bad one. <laughs> Psychologists have found that playing Christmas music too early in the year can wreak havoc on one's mental health. Let me tell you, the only people it wreaks havoc on are people in retail and people who have to work at radio stations that, plays their, that change their format to Christmas music in October. I've been there, all right? It's awful. Particularly if the uh, one is constantly exposed to it. And there's extensive neuropsychological reasoning as to why these cards have, uh, have these carols have so much of a profound effect on us. Many of us associate this music with childhood and a happy time of presence and traditions and all the specialness that happens around the time of the year when the brain makes these associations with something very positive and pleasurable. There you go. It can also spark a flood of sadness and anxiety upon a bad one. Like grandma got run over by a reindeer. Some people had abusive childhoods right here. Or they experienced a loss of some kind or a person somewhere passed away. The reward system can also be associated with pain. For that population, Christmas songs could be very painful to hear well get over it snowflake honestly yeah i've got songs in my life that aren't even christmas songs that make me sad but it doesn't mean i have a psychological meltdown over it let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show ah mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is our number three of the Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. We got a lot of stuff to uh, get to this hour, so let's jump right into it. Hey, what are uh, people buying each other for Christmas this year? You want to know? Or themselves? You want number one on the list? Is it outdoor pizza ovens like I want? I just want one of those little uh, uh, dual-fuel pizza ovens because I'm tired of bad pizza. You know, I mean, Papa John's is okay, but if you've been to New York and had pizza, uh, you know, <clears throat> so that's what I'm asking for. This little pizza oven outside. You know what a lot of people are uh, wanting? Black Friday. Check this out. 400 and... Uh, no, let's see. Guns. Yeah. The National Shooting Sports Foundation noted the FBI conducted 214,900 uh, checks on Black Friday background checks, easily surpassing the 192,000 from Black Friday 2022. Uh, Breitbart reports the FBI conducted 187,000 background checks on Black Friday 2021, 186 on Black Friday 2020. So, uh, yeah, it looks like people want guns. And you know why? Because they're worried about the country. Because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, when I played some audio from Victor Davis Hanson, people are wondering why the government is doing all of these things to us there's no reason for it right there's no reason why the federal government should be acting in such a fashion that is deleterious to you and me all right in other words people are going huh there's something wrong going on here something wrong going on around here 
and it's becoming very obvious that uh, they're up to something. They are, uh, they are definitely up to something. So uh, when you add all things up, whether that be, uh, uh, you know, uh, cutting off our, uh, our oil supply, getting rid of the Keystone XL pipeline, sending our, our, uh, our oil needs to Venezuela, which is a communist part country uh, that's propped up the, uh, the dictator of uh, Venezuela and, uh, and made us dependent on Middle Eastern oil again, makes you kind of wonder why the southern border is open. Uh, I can go on and on. The destruction of the schools with CRT and all that makes you kind of wonder. And people are beginning to say, okay. Okay, Uh, there's nothing the federal government is going to do that is going to help me out right now. There is nothing that this federal government is going to do to make my life better. But I know what they are doing, and it seems like they are going to or trying to destroy the country. This is Victor Davis Hanson. I played this earlier. Just think this, uh, because this relates to why people are getting guns. They think, you know what? Anybody in his right mind would close that border right now. Yeah. Close the border. Anybody in his right mind would recall all of those DAs that have destroyed these major cities. Mm -hmm. Anybody in his right mind would not beg the Saudis or the Venezuelans or the Russians or the Iranians to pump oil on the eve of a midterm or drain the strategic petroleum when you have so much natural gas and oil. We do. Nobody in their right mind would do that. And nobody in their right mind would ever just pull out of Afghanistan oh, without yeah, warning, just that. so Joe Biden can say that on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 or the original October uh, invasion of Afghanistan, I'm the president that got us out. Nobody would do that. No. And nobody would print $6 trillion when there's a pent-up demand post-COVID lockdown and there's a supply chain disruption and throw that money without any audit or examination of who got it and why and how it was spent, but to inflate the economy and ruin it. Nobody would do that. And so they know that. Yeah, and you understand. You understand what I've been saying, which is we are in the middle of a war. We're not at the beginning of a war. We're in the middle of it. All of the craziness that has happened the last three years and and your inability to share an opinion on it, that's all been a plan. You know it as well as I do. And while we still have a First Amendment and a Second Amendment, people are speaking out and they're buying guns. I'll just tell you, uh, I'm one of those individuals. I have several of them, but I wanted something that's a little more uh, useful. and, uh, And I've ordered it. All right, there you go. Another thing that I have in my uh, in my possession is a uh, a wellness company emergency medical pack. This is something that I really never considered before COVID when I couldn't get uh, hydroxychloroquine, and so I had to go to Florida to get it. Why? I don't know why. Oh, of course I know why. Because Anthony Fauci and others in the federal government decided they wanted to drive you and get a vaccine and make a couple big vaccine companies really super rich. Well, uh, one of the most um, Censored men in America, Dr. Peter McAuliffe, came up with a wellness company. And they put together emergency medical kits for you in case there is an emergency. All right? So maybe, uh, you know, it's from anthrax to uh, tick bites. You've got uh, everything from Zithro called Z-Pack in there. You've got Ivermectin in there. You get a virtual consult from a doctor. And then you will get your emergency medical kit, which you will have, like you have if you have extra food in the cabinets, in your pantry, just in case there's an emergency, in case you've got a couple extra uh, cases of water in your garage, just in case there's an emergency, an emergency generator outside. That's my next investment, gas 
cost generator. But right now, you can get a uh, wellness company emergency medical kit. Just go to this email address, or I should say website. Just go to twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson to order. Use the promo code Carson, save 10%. All right, twchealth.carson. So even the left-wing TV hosts who are being beaten by uh, uh, Greg Gutfeld, by the way, all of the Tonight Show and uh, and Stephen Colbert, who who by the way is out with a burst appendix. Apparently, he still has that. So uh, Colbert is off this week because of a burst appendix. You had Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is the less political and more talented of the group. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon is a funny guy. He's really funny. Does great impressions. He's a great writer. I like him a lot. I really do. Uh, and he's the least political. He is the one I think who pays homage closest to the great talk show hosts of the past, him and Conan O'Brien when he's on television. That said, apparently there is a, uh, an actor on his show, Hunter Schaefer, who's 24 years old. Didn't change her name, I guess, when she decided to become, a, or he decided to become a she. So she's a part of this new movie called The Humber Ga- Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Now, I don't have, uh, you know, small children anymore, and I'm also not, a, you know, a child, so I'm not going to go see uh, Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. But I never really understood people finding it appealing that children would kill each other for food. But, you know, maybe I'm different than, than most people. <laughs> I never got that movie. And Lord of the Flies, I'm like, what the hell? Why did they, they dropped a rock on the kid's head? I can't watch this movie. I don't care what it is. But it's a masterpiece. I don't care. So anyway, he had uh, Hunter Schaefer on the uh, show the other day, and apparently Hunter Schaefer was uh, was born a dude, and now Hunter Schaefer Schaefer <laughs> Schaefer uh, is um, is a, is a woman and is a uh, is an actress, I guess, right? And uh, and Jimmy uh, Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon the other night accidentally called this person Bud. All right. So called this person Bud, and now all the uh, the uh, anti uh, LGBTQRSTUV uh, the the people who have uh, tried to censor you for saying anything if you have any disagreement, uh, they're all mad at him, want him fired. Well, here is what he said. This is unbelievable. This is really cool. Yeah, I think now you're a- in Hunger Games. I know. As a capital, as a capital person, person. It's crazy. It's really, it's it, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Congratulations, Bud. Come on, is that? Congratulations, Bud. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me who you play. Tell me who you play. Yeah, so um, he called uh, this person Bud, and uh, people are really mad about it. Uh, one person lie online said, "As if I didn't have reason enough to hate Fallon, he takes this opportunity to show that he doesn't see Hunter as a beautiful, immaculate queen sitting before him." <laughs> that's not, that's not what I got when I saw her. No, I thought, hey, that one looks like an actress. The tweet went on to my cis readers. Don't ever call yourself a cis if you're if you're a, a you know you know not mentally ill person. Don't don't use that. They made that up. It's stupid. All right. Anyway, to my cis readers, I hope you don't see this as an overreaction. Bud Buddy is unquestionably male coded. It's male coded. I know women who don't mind being called guys. My wife doesn't like it. when I say you guys want to go somewhere. Every woman that I know, every woman that I know has no problem with. Hey guys, let's go. Uh, occasionally you'll hear because you know guys my age are trying to I guess stay uh, relevant and they'll still use the word dude a lot you know still even though you stopped being getting called dude years ago you're called sir now did you notice that I used to be dude and now I'm sir 
It's been sir for probably six or seven years now. I've kind of gotten used to it. I'm no longer a dude to somebody who's like under 40. <laughs> it's like, but I'm a dude. No, you're not. You're a sir. Okay, whatever. I'll take the sir. But anyway, uh, you know, sometimes the people you say that to women, dude, I don't think women think about it. Another tweeted, a slight minority of people might say in it in a gender-neutral way, but you obviously know it's used exclusively for men most of the time. Even if Hunter isn't bothered, it's still growth and telling of how Fallon views trans women. No, it isn't at all. It's a freaking word. Uh, honestly, this is, this is the length to which the left will silence you. They will kill their allies if they say anything that is outside of what is acceptable as far as language is concerned. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. In, uh, in Florida, there is a, uh, a piece of legislation introduced by State Senator Rep, uh, Re- Ryan Chamberlain. Uh, he's tackling pronoun mandates in the workplace that receive taxpayer funding essentially prohibiting those employees from being penalized penalized uh, for refusing to use an individual's preferred pronouns. You see, that's forced speech. Everything in your entire life has told you that if you're born with a pee-pee, you're a man, and if you're born with a nina, you're a girl. That's what I taught my kids. And guess what? It's still true. Yeah, yeah. Chamberlain won an election in May, and he introduced this HB 599, says that uh, 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 it deals with gender identity and employment relating to government institutions that receive taxpayer funding, essentially protects those employees from being targeted or punished when they use the wrong pronoun because somebody gets all butthurt when they decide to, uh, to change their sex and change their pronoun and make it into something stupid. And you're the one who gets punished for it. Everything in your life says, oh, that's a, that's a woman, uh, that's a man. And suddenly, Joe wants to be called a kumquat, right? And you're like, okay, kumquat. And you actually say, uh, you know, uh, eggplant. And they get all ticked off, and they call you a homophobe, and then you get fired. So uh, the bill clearly defines sex. Listen to this. We have to do this in 2023. Uh, it says, by making it clear, it is a policy of the state that a person's sex is an immutable biological trait and that it is false to ascribe to a person a pronoun that does not correspond to such person's sex. In other words, you just suddenly can't make up a pronoun for yourself, expect the world to bend over and call you that, and if you get all heard about it, you want them fired. That don't work, not in Florida anyway, and it shouldn't work wherever you work. That aside, the legislation clearly states that an employer contractor shall not be required to use an individual's personal pronoun if it does not correspond to that individual's biological sex. Further, employees or contractors cannot demand the use of personal pronouns from their employer either. That's what they're doing in Florida. The legislation protects employees from adverse personnel action, which includes suspension, transfer, discharge, and demotion in part against an employee for his or her religious or biology-based beliefs, factual, by the way, including a belief in traditional or biblical views of sexuality and marriage or the employee's or contractor's disagreement with gender ideology, blah, 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 blah. So at least Florida is fighting back. If you have this sort of uh, uh, pronoun nonsense in your workplace, I I would venture to say that you should every week come up with an absurd pronoun and demand everyone in the office uh, do it. And if that means doing a CC everybody in the office on an email, I want to be referred to as whatever, then then do so. I would uh, suggest going through management 
and then make something up. Just say, hey, man, I'm going to be a kumquat, a kumquat this week. Everybody has to refer to me as kumquat. I am a vegetable in transition, and uh, I think it, maybe it's a fruit. I'm not even sure. Uh, you're homophobic. No, whatever. But <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd come up with a new, uh, I'd come up with a new pronoun every week. Uh, Target is doubling down on stupid, and Disney is saying, you know, we're losing money, but we're going to stay the course. Uh, that and, uh, and much more, as well as your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. By the way, I had mentioned that a lot of people are buying guns. And, uh, you know, I don't blame them. Uh, a sponsor of the, the podcast is EAA Corp. EAA Corp. So EAACORP.com. Uh, they have assured me if you get in touch with them, they will uh, educate you on some of the terrific uh, guns that they have. Everything from long guns to handguns, tactical and whatnot. Uh, EAA Corp. Dot com. I know. I know. There's a lot of questions. And listen, I I used to know a lot more about guns when I was younger, because uh, I grew up in a, in a family that we had guns, and we just we had them. You know? I mean, they were just a, a means of protection of the family. You didn't screw around with them. If you did screw around with a gun, your dad smacked you upside the head. So we kept the loaded shotguns on a gun rack in the house. Oh, in case you wanted to go hunting, or if you you know had somebody you know, trying to break into your house. We had it, but you didn't touch them unless you needed them. So I have, uh, you know, have not done as much uh, competitive shooting as I have done in the past and whatnot. And I was never professional or anything, but I did do a lot of shooting. And sometimes you're like, it can be a little frightening if you haven't fired a gun in a while or you've never fired a gun. It's scary. They're loud as hell. You know, and if you're not familiar with a gun, you think, you know, what's on TV is a gun. That's how a gun acts. You're out of your mind. You think you can hold a 50 cal with one arm and a whatever with the other arm like The Rock does? No, you can't. You couldn't even pick the damn thing up. And if you did shoot it, it would knock you on your butt. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it'll give you an idea. You can talk to somebody at EAA Corp if, you, uh, if you'd like to. They're, a, they're a, a group of uh, a business that I trust. So I just thought I'd bring that up. I'd bring that up. In New York, you, you, it's hard to get a handgun. And, and if you live in New York City, I mean, you're kind of toast as far as defending yourself. Yeah. 2,500 New York City police officers have handed in their badges so far this year. Unbelievable. Forcing those who remain on the job to work inhumane amounts of overtime. The resignations are leaving remaining staff with crippling workloads as they are forced to pick up inhumane amounts of overtime. Cops uh, uh, walking before they reach 20 years required to receive their full pensions has soared by 104% from 509 in 2020 to 1,040. And why in the hell would you want to become a cop? Why would you want to become a cop in this country right now after defunding the police? And you and I have shown our support for the police. Every time I see a police officer, I say thank you. When I, the, uh, the pro-Israel rally that happened on the mall, I heard from a bunch of people that uh, they met police officers, and the police officers were like, I have never had so many people tell me, thank you for doing what you do. That's what we do. We don't hate the police. We love the police. When I'm in New York, I always, when I see police officers, maybe they're up by Radio City. They've got a bunch of people, you know, doing traffic control up there. Uh, I don't go there all the time. I've only been there a couple times the last few years. But you see the traffic police there and the, the crowds of people. I always say, thank you. Thank you for what you do. And, and Newsmax, there's a little police substation right around the corner. I bought them breakfast one morning. I'm going to do that when I get back to, uh, 
to New York. Hopefully uh, that'll happen this year. We will see. <clears throat> we will see how things go at home. It's a little, it's a little rough. But it's getting better, as things always, always do. Uh, another thing that people are panicking about is uh, the uh, number of homeless in cities like uh, Chicago and New York. And, and I predicted this months ago, uh, blue cities are starting to panic about housing illegal immigrants as the cold happens. Now, I don't know if you've been outside in the wintertime in places like Chicago or Minneapolis. You'll die pretty quickly. If it gets below zero, you'll die really quickly. And with people who are having to stay uh, in tents on sidewalks and police stations and airports, this is all a major Charlie Foxtrot that the Democrats have caused. What's going to happen? They're going to become desperate. They're going to do anything they can to keep from freezing to death. They will do anything they can to keep from starving to death. And considering that they are here illegally, sometimes completely undocumented, the, many of them will absolutely do that. And not necessarily because they're starving, but because they want to take advantage of the situation like the seven Venezuelan criminals that were arrested last week after coming to the United States and uh, plundering a bunch of different stores. Uh, Venezuela is one of the countries that Joe Biden has decided to send our money to buy their crappy oil and allow 100,000 of their asylum seekers to come to the United States, even though many of them don't speak the language, have criminal records, and uh, possess no job skills whatsoever. What do you suppose is going to happen to those people? What do you suppose is going to happen to the people who live in the country? Yeah, yeah. That's why people are getting guns, kids. That's why people are getting guns. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, anti-Semitism on campus. A new uh, study shows that Jewish benefactors are saying, screw you, no money for you. I love it. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. We know you love Newsmax and watch it all the time. But just recently, Newsmax had to stop their free stream on apps. You may be missing Newsmax's best shows with Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly, and a lot more. So they launched Newsmax Plus, and more than 150,000 people have already signed up. Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or home TV. And with Newsmax Plus, you get N2, their streaming channel, plus documentaries, movies, specials, and more. Newsmax Plus just launched actor John Voight's new series on Israel. And Newsmax Plus even has the best Donald Trump shows ever. So get Newsmax Plus today. It won't cost you anything to start. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. There's no risk. So go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Millions are switching to Newsmax. Try it for free today. We have a special guest on the Newsmax Hotline, regular Newsmax contributor, former prosecutor, constitutional law attorney, Amir Benno, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Amir, welcome to the show, and a happy holiday season to you. Happy holiday season to you, too, Rob. Thanks so much for having me. It's great. I'll, I'll just go ahead. I celebrate Christmas, so I say uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, I also say Happy Hanukkah. And so, I, you know, I just wanted you to know, I don't like Happy Holidays, but I didn't know which you celebrated. But regardless. <laughs> I'm, a I do, I'm a Hanukkah guy, but I'm totally fine with Merry it. Christmas. 
Hey, Amir, I'm putting a, uh, a, a menorah in my window this year. I am to show solidarity with, with Israel. I've also got a blue and white ribbon out front on my tree and a yellow ribbon for the American hostages. Uh, so uh, a happy Hanukkah to you, my friend, very definitely okay. this year. You know uh, thoughts that, in- that's amazing that you say that. And I think that most people, first of all, if you're Jewish, I feel like this is the, this is the year to deck your house out for Hanukkah and show your Jewish pride, show your support of Israel. And uh, and if you're not Jewish, do exactly what you're doing and show that you're in solidarity with Israel, because there is a right and there is a wrong. Uh, there's no moral equivalence on this. Israel's right. Hamas is wrong. And people need to stand up and not be afraid. One thousand percent. Plus, I'm also Catholic, so real, real close. I mean, Catholic and Judaism very similar, including the uh, the mothers that guilt you into everything. There's that. There's a lot of that, and then the weird stuff on food with food. You guys eat crazy stuff on holidays. We don't eat like we eat fish on Friday. There's some stuff going on. So I consider you to be my brothers in faith. To be quite honest, right, so. right. Anyway. My, my wife is from a town on Long Island called Massapequa. And so half of it is Catholic, half of it is Jewish. They call it matzo pizza. I and, love it. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, so let's talk. I, I got some good. Uh, I got some good headlines today. This from the Daily Caller. Not a single dollar. Wealthy Jewish families dump elite universities over pro Gaza protests. Friend of mine named Chris Plant has a syndicated radio program. He calls the uh, Ivy League the Poison Ivy League. Can you believe that these schools decided to promote? anti-Semitism, knowing that the uh, a good share of their most successful graduates are Jewish. And are you, uh, are you beginning to see this uh, bite higher education in the butt? Well, I would hope it would. You know, my fear on this is that even if people pull their money out, as they should, they should, okay? Because these schools, uh, I don't know, they've become so comfortable with the flow of money coming in, and they have uh, immense amounts of money. Uh, but They've been so tolerant of, uh, of anti-Semitism uh, on campus, and they, they teach it in the classrooms. Uh, they encourage it on, on the campus. But my fear is, is that even if people pull their money out, their tuition dollars, that these universities that have these billion-dollar endowments are just going to go to countries like Qatar, and they're going to get more money. Because if you look at schools like Cornell, they receive so much money from the Middle East. Uh, and they're beholden to them. So regardless uh, of what the, you know, their, their Jewish alumni base does, uh, my fear is that it's not going to cut off the spigot um, of Islamist money coming into a lot of these Ivy League schools and that the anti-Semitic, uh, you know, doctrine, a lot of which is found in this DEI movement, uh, which these schools have really bought into hook, line, and sinker, is just going to yeah. continue. Well, I uh, I think there are multiple ways we can go after this. I I like to say that uh, this uh, these anti semite uh, protests that are they're not organic. They're bought and paid for. They were ready. They were locked and loaded for the trigger, which was the false bombing of the hospital in Gaza. Just like the George Floyd uh, murder, which wasn't a murder. They were both used. They're false triggers to start a movement to signal to them. 
their leftist movement that uh, they've got to go. That's what is happening, I, I believe, uh, on university campi, because the American people don't support this by and large. These are splinter groups. These are radical leftists. We will stomp the crap out of eventually. But right now, uh, I'm grateful that uh, they've exposed themselves. I like to say they've uncovered their faces so we can kick their rear ends. But... You've got a bunch of Jewish groups filing lawsuits against the University of California system, UC Berkeley, Berkeley Law School. You've got uh, student organizations, uh, students, individual students going after universities. We've got uh, d- donors who are saying no more money. And I would contend this. The first time your kid comes back from school and begins spewing anti-American, anti-Israel crap at the Thanksgiving table, you say you're on your own. And you should not expect your kid to go off to college and come back an America-hating Marxist. That's bullcrap. That's your money. What do you say about all of these ways that higher education needs to be confronted to turn this around? A hundred percent. It's got to be confronted in every single one of those ways. I mean, every dime does count. And these lawsuits, these lawsuits are, in, are they're, they should have been brought a long time ago. Um, I saw the Berkeley lawsuit. Uh, NYU was sued. And, you know, one of the problems is is we need even some more robust civil rights statutes. I mean, we're using one called Title VI, which really stops any school that takes federal dollars from uh, discriminating on the basis of race, color, or national origin. Um, And so some people will say, well, that doesn't include religion. It doesn't include anti-Semitism. And so we need to have some, you know, Congress needs to step up. Congress needs to make sure that uh, anti-Semitism is prohibited under the civil rights statutes, needs to give, you know, solidify that that angle so that they, these schools can be sued because they'll feel it in the bottom line. But you're right. A lot of this comes from the home. And when the kids show up after having been indoctrinated, it comes from education from the parents, from the family. There is a right. There is a wrong. There is really no uh, blurry line in this case. And, uh, and we see enough uh, obfuscation by the media trying to draw moral equivalence. We have the schools doing it. When you get home, it's time for mom and dad to sit you down at the kitchen table and tell you there's right and there's wrong. And if you choose wrong, you're on your own. And you know, uh, unfortunately, we've, we've just seen a lack of parenting on that and a lack of education. Uh, and, and that's, I think, part of the root problem of, of why we're, we're seeing all this happen. You know, I saw a few years ago, and I I guess I was focusing on other things, but they have this uh, BDS movement. It's boycott, divest, sanctions. And what they've done is they've said that you need to uh, attack Israel because of the uh, Israel's oppression of uh, the Palestinians and all of that. But really what it is, it's it's essentially uh, kind of an underground, uh, for lack of a better comparison, Nazi movement. Uh, using some of the same vernacular the left uses in this country against police and white people. They call them uh, colonizers. They they choose a class that they have decided to blame all of their problems on another class of individuals. It just happens to be the Jews. It's the same Marxist nonsense that, uh, that happens around the world. But the BDS movement really was the way that it got there in the front door of American universities. Yeah, it, it all comes down to critical theory. So it started with... Uh, Critical theory, which is the social classes, saying we're the haves and the haves-nots, um, and 
those people who were in power and people who were the working class who didn't, and really dividing society that way. And then it moved into critical race theory, where it was, well, you're either a white oppressor or you're a minority oppressed person. And, and now they're, they're turning Israel in, into the same category, and they're saying, well, Israel is an oppressor and the Palestinians are the oppressed. So they're trying to fit this into the same mold. Uh, and this is the same mold where they came up with the DEI movement, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is none of those things. Um, and it's, it's just rampantly anti-Semitic, and it doesn't work, and it's, it's false. And like you said, it has its roots in communism. It's anti-American, and it needs to end. And they're doing what the left always does. They are finding the most vulnerable and ignorant among us, and those are college students. That's just the way it is, and I'm not saying they're unintelligent. I'm just saying they're ignorant. They don't know anything. They haven't lived enough life to know anything. And they go off to college, and and they get professors who espouse this stuff, and the kids are afraid to say anything because they are afraid the professor will destroy their academic career. So they go along with it. And by the time they graduate, they are full-blown indoctrinated. I did read a study, though, that shows more and more companies are deciding that they would much rather have somebody with real practical work experience than somebody with a college degree because so many people are graduating from universities completely worthless, no work ethic, uh, radical leftists. Um, That's another way I think that we're going to turn this around. Have you heard much about that? Well, I, I, first, on, to your last point, you know, I think it's, it's a great point. And, you know, are you going to graduate from college after spending a ton of money uh, being indoctrinated while you take your, your gender studies or your whatever studies <laughs> program it is? And, and what are you going to do with that degree as opposed to actually working uh, and getting life experience? But one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll mention, which is I don't know so much that these are just young, stupid kids as much as they are getting their news from TikTok and social media. And when you have the communist Chinese in control of a media platform that is feeding our youngsters information, uh, you know, I'm not excusing them saying that they should, you know, that there's an excuse for them to buy into this. But it creates a completely false sense of reality for them. And I think that is a big concern that we need to be mindful of. They're drawing their news. We have enough problems with, with news media today being left-leaning and, uh, and suppressing free speech and that sort of thing. But when we get to the Chinese controlling what people are hearing and the, and the, the way that it's presented to them, that is a big problem. And I think that's, that's a big issue here when it comes to the Israel situation. We're talking to Amir Benno. Uh, he is a constitutional law inf- uh, attorney and Newsmax contributor. I have many Jewish friends, and uh, their world was turned upside down on October the 7th. I remember when it happened. I was talking to my friend Matthew, who's going to Israel, is in Israel now. And, and it was so shocking and bewildering the first few days. And then it, it just got worse. Uh, you, as a, as a person who is Jewish, um, I mean, this has had to be one hell of a roller coaster to see this happen, to see the international reaction to it. And now uh, what I believe is uh, there is a, a crystallization of resolve of those who support uh, Israel. Uh, but what, what have you been through as a, as a Jewish American in the last two months? Well, you know, besides being a Jewish American, my, my father is from Israel. My whole dad's side is still there. Uh, outside of Tel Aviv. So, yeah, this has been um, 
you know, our worlds, both as, as Jewish Americans and Israeli Americans, has convulsed. I mean, you, you are looking at pure evil. And what is, what is absolutely astonishing to me is that I had thought that we were uh, far more developed in, in terms of understanding that there was right and wrong. And I'm just surprised at how many people uh, are willing to uh, stand up, you know, publicly and proclaim that, well, this is a complex situation and you have to understand the context. There's, there's no contextualizing uh, this. There is uh, evil, uh, unmitigated evil, uh, and that was what was done by Hamas in this case. And it cannot be justified by any kind of, you know, political narrative. Moral equivalency. Right. Well, there's no moral equivalency here at all. And, um, and yeah. so, you know, I just, I, 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 I'm stunned at the fact that how many people think that this is a, you know, a complex situation. It is a simple black and white situation. And, uh, and to your point about people, I do think it has solidified a lot of support uh, for Israel. But at the same time, there's a lot of Jewish Americans who are very fearful uh, in their communities, people who have taken their, the mezuzahs down on their home, uh, people who are afraid to decorate their home for Hanukkah or afraid to wear uh, any religious garments, a yarmulke in public, uh, people who are afraid to publicly uh, do anything that will identify them as Jewish because they're afraid that not only will they be physically attacked, but, you know, in certain circumstances, the government won't do much to prosecute the offenders because yeah. they feel like this is some sort of justifiable political protest. Uh, well, it's amazing. Really very tragic. Yeah, EJ's Pizzeria, a kosher restaurant in uh, Skokie near Chicago, vandalized with a swastika over Thanksgiving weekend. You've got the Shabbat UF Jewish Student Center vandalized with horrific anti-Semitic graffiti and hateful slurs uh, with phrases like Star of Molech, Child Murderers, and Burn in Hell. This sounds a whole lot like Kristallnacht to me. I see a lot of things that uh, ways that are history are being uh, repeated. There was the university where the Jewish students had to hide in the library while the uh, while the anti-Semites stood outside and beat the door. And I said immediately, this cannot be allowed to stand. It cannot be allowed to stand. So I know uh, that there are millions, a majority of Americans, who are willing to fight and defend Israel. And Amir Benno, I thank you for joining me today. And I wish you and your family the best this Hanukkah season. Uh, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It's great talking to you as always. All right, Amir, where, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? You're at uh, A-M-E-E-R-Benno, B-E-N-N-O, on Twitter? That's it. That's it. All right, I'm my Amir brother. Go- All right, God bless. We'll talk again soon. This is the Rob Carson Show. Well, you knew this was going to happen. Growing number of homeowners are selling their houses for less than they paid for them. With more than 3% selling at a loss between May to July, San Francisco, Detroit, Chicago, New York hit the hardest with losses of more than 6%. Well, that kind of stinks if you're uh, trying to depend on your home for retirement, right? Right? Yeah. So uh, if your house suddenly is uh, worth less than you paid for it, probably not... uh, going to be able to retire anytime soon. So what I would suggest is if you have liquid assets, you might consider precious metals. 
Swiss America is a company that I uh, really love. They have an A-plus rating from the BBB. You can get educated on protecting your assets with their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. Here's the number. I've been talking about this. 800-289-2646. Just call that number and say, hey, I just heard Rob Carson talking about this. Can you send me The Secret War on Cash? And they'll do it. You'll learn a lot. You will uh, find out about the war on cash, digital forms of currency, bank closings, how you need to protect your money, how precious metals is the way to do it, or at least a good thing to have in your, in your quiver. All right? So, again, go at 800-289-2646. Mention Carson. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson, SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates apply. I found this montage I want to share with you. For those who uh, <clears throat> want to forget that October the 7th happened, this is a little montage that I found about um, what really happened and uh, the media's reaction to it and how we should never forget. There was no mercy shown. I've never seen anything like this. I, uh... <clears throat> I... Um, the outpouring of support here and how much this has shaken the people of Israel. Truly the scene of a massacre, as many of these people were just inside their homes, families, but at least 40 babies were killed. Some of them, them their, their heads got off. And I will stand with you, and I will think of you, and I will pray for your babies that you get them back. And I asked him, how are you going to get these hostages back? I don't know how they get through this. That's why I have a, a blue and white ribbon and a yellow ribbon on my tree out front. I'm not saying that's a big sacrifice on my part, but... Uh, we can never forget what happened on October the 7th. There's a lot of leftists in this country who want to. Barack Obama even used moral equivalency. There's no moral equivalency when you uh, bake a baby in an oven to death while its mother is sitting at the, as the breakfast table and the father is being murdered and she's being raped. Are you kidding me? Are you out of your nut? So to every little spoiled brat who goes to a anti-Israel rally and says from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, please come up to me and say that in my face. Because I'll have a couple of friends there who will give you a little what fur. Uh, but we can never forget, and that's why I played that. That's why I played it. That's why I'm going to have a menorah this year. That's why I support Israel. Let's take a break and come back, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Um, some days are a little easier than others. I, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear the podcast, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you, America, Israel. And until tomorrow, which is Wednesday, don't catch the stupid. See you. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com